American Craftsman Podcast is proud to partner with Montana Brand Tools. The West was built by people with strength and great pride in their workmanship. It was a necessity that early settlers of Montana have a strong will, a resilient character, and great determination to tame the rugged landscape while adapting to its dramatic climate. That spirit, made in the USA pride and craftsmanship, is alive today, both in how Montana Brand Tools are manufactured and how they perform. Montana Brand Power Tool accessories are manufactured utilizing proprietary, state-of-the-art CNC machining equipment and the highest quality materials available. Montana Brand Tools are guaranteed for life to be free of defects in material and workmanship because we build these tools with pride and determination. Montana Brand Tools are manufactured by Rocky Mountain Twist, located in Ronan, Montana. Montana Brand's heritage comes from a long line of innovative power tool accessories. Use coupon code American Craftsman for 10% off your order at MontanaBrandTools.com. All right, here we go. Episode 50 of the American Craftsman podcast. You know, you know, I was looking up uh, what the 50, uh, 50th anniversary was. like. Golden, right? Well, yeah, the golden, jubilee, and all that stuff. But do you know like what half a centennial is called? Uh, hmm. I had to look it up. No. I was going to say sesquicentennial, right? Yeah. But that's like 150 years. Uh. It's a quinquagenarian is somebody who's 50 years old. So hmm. uh, a, 50th, <laughs> a 50th anniversary is a quinquagenary, while a 100th anniversary is called a centenary. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> they get it from Latin. Yeah, yeah. That's why century, you know, centennial and all that stuff is so much easier to say than quinquagenta, meaning 50 in Latin. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a mouthful, There's isn't a it? reason that's not in our everyday vocabulary. Right, that's why we call it a golden jubilee or, yeah. a, uh, you know, something like that. I'm going to like a quinquagenan uh, <laughs> anniversary party. <laughs> Just call it 50th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, our 50th episode. Yeah. Just think two more, it's going to be a full uh, year's worth. Yeah. Yeah, man. Because we didn't count the one week that we took off, so it's yep. We're not going by the calendar year; we're going by the actual number of episodes. And technically, we did two episodes in the first week, so it is. So we're evened it up. Will be fifty-two yeah. weeks. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think we did them date back to back. Episode one and two was one day, and then the yeah, next. Yeah, yeah. So here we are. Who'd have thought it? Yeah, we we're gung ho. Back, we had that guy who didn't didn't know the name. Couldn't yeah, get the he, name right. Couldn't say American Craftsman Podcast. It is a little confusing, right? Right, guys? It is. I mean, you could. there's all those countries, first off. Yeah. You know, Lithuanian a lot of, podcast. A lot of consonants. Yeah. Bolivian podcast. You know. Macedonian then, Craftsman Podcast. And there's the A's. I mean, the Argentinian mm-hmm. Craftsman pod, Podcast. The Armenian Craftsman Podcast. Should next podcast will keep a single name, single word <laughs> title. Australian. We'll just call it podcast. <laughs> Welcome to podcast. Welcome to po- not even the just, just podcast. podcast. Like the like the Eagles, everybody sit, calls them the Eagles. They always say no, it's Eagles. Oh. Huh. But they're the Eagles. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know who to believe there. Yeah, that's funny. Not a big Eagles fan. doesn't sound. 
No, it doesn't sound right. Sounds does it? good. The right. Eagles. Right. It's like, yeah, we're five guys, we're the Eagles. Yeah. Not Eagles. Uh, you know, people are a problem. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> Let's get into the beer of the week. We yeah, got we please. got beer vision this week. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Look at that camera two beer vision. Yeah, here you, here you go. I'm handling beer vision. This is one I picked out when we were doing our shopping spree. It's from uh, Slack Tide Brewing Company out of Cape May, New Jersey. Oh, I didn't know that. It's called Monkey Face, and it's a stout. Five point three percent alcohol by volume. These are small, twelve ounces. Uh, and it's brewed and packaged by Slack Tide, Cape May Courthouse, New Jersey. Look at that, making a mess. Handcrafted, unfiltered. Uh, not much of a story outside the the great monkey face logo on there. So let's check it out. Yeah, I wonder if it's like supposed to have, is it have like banana taste to oh, it or please, something? I hope not. I can see that being good, like a chocolate. Covered banana. Uh, we'll see. It's got a it's got a nice caramelly kind of pour to it. I have beer all over my hand. <laughs> Let us know what you think of beer vision. Yeah. Oh. Some audio on that too. Had to come down and clean the podcast uh, area. Look at that! It's a nice shot. Yeah. See that? Wow. Yeah, monkey face and uh, what the hell's the name of the slack tide? Slack tide. Yeah, I'd be proud of that shot. Switching back to camera one. <laughs> Trying. Just technical director, editor, on-air talent. I'm calling my uh, <laughs> my SAG representative. <laughs> You're underpaid for sure. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to you guys. Monkey face. Not bad. Yeah, I like it. But that's a... Stout's my thing. I like that watery Guinness. Bread and a... No banana flavor. Yeah, thankfully for me. You don't think that'd be good? Like a banana bread. They do sell a banana bread beer. Oh, really? Isn't it made by Innocent Gun? I, I don't know. I mean, I like regular Innocent Gun for sure. So, uh, before we get too far, I guess we go right to the tool of the week here. We got yeah. we don't have a lot of questions this week. I'm switch back to camera. Well, I won't. I won't switch yet. Now, um, as an as an aside or an adjunct or something of that nature, something with an A, we got us a new tool chest. Yep. In the shop. Mm-hmm. One of those big mechanic style tool chests. Yep. And one of the drawers we designated for all the different screws. 
and being the, <laughs> I don't know, ultra organized that we try to be, we said we need all the bins to be the same in there. We want yeah. new bins. We found this place up in uh, in New England. Where, where Massachusetts. Massachusetts, yeah. yeah. Falls Myth, I think. Um, so these are bins made in the USA, uh, and they're designed to go into tool chest drawers. Yeah, they have all kinds of different sizes. So they're they're called Schaller. Uh, so ShallerCorporation.com is uh, where you reach them. And we chose these uh, three by six. Yep. Because uh, the uh, the cabinet is uh, eighteen by thirty two. Yeah, something like that. And they figured out if we wanted all the same, how many we would need. Goddamn camera two disappeared. <laughs> what happened to camera two? I have no idea. <laughs> but it's the humble organizational bin for tool of the week. Yeah. And it's really cool. I mean, these are like, what, two fifty each, $2.50, something, something like that. Something like that, maybe three. Um, but we, we got 24 of them. They, they fit. Oh, camera two's back. Yeah, there we go. They fit right in the, in the tool cabinet. And yeah, you can't quite read it, I guess. Um, it says shallower on the back.com. And they come in, you know, basically any size you'd need. Height, width, depth. And, and we ordered them and they came the next day. Yeah, yeah. Really cool. And the great thing about it is they're sized to have like a, a just a slight eighth of an inch gap, so you can kind of get your fingers in there and pull them out. Yeah, and that's how we like to work. Sorry for the fucked up audio there when that camera got re. So we're getting <laughs> dual audio. <laughs> Ugh. No, we're not. <laughs> we're always working with some sort of uh, gracious yeah, uh, shortcoming. That's but, it. Beer vision done. Yeah. Uh, so. They're called Shallow Corporation. Shallowcorporation.com. If you're in the market for bins, and basically if you have a shop, you're in the market for bins. Uh, I, I don't think you can go wrong by contacting uh, Those would be folks. even good if you have, like, uh, you know, we got one coming tomorrow, a sustainer with mm -hmm. uh, screw boxes in it, you know, for screws, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm sure they have stuff that fit, even deep stuff that'll go in a SIS oh, 2 yeah. or a SIS 3. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. And Jeff and I both enjoy the uniformity. Yeah. You know, everything fits, everything goes where it's, you know, back in mm -hmm. the spot. You know where it goes. Yeah, because now it's like we got a mishmash of, like, uh, <laughs> yellow ones that came out of DeWalt containers, <laughs> random ones that came out of Bosch boxes I had, ice cream container. It's... Yeah. It, yeah, it was making us crazy. Yeah, and it's a bad use of space. Yeah. Um, That's true, because the rectangular shape uses basically every little yeah. inch. Yeah, and now they only go in one way, so mm -hmm. you can't... Like, with the drawer that we have, we still have all the other screws in the other drawer. If you take one thing out, or if you, let's say you take two things out, if you don't put them back the exact way they were in there, then everything yeah, doesn't no, fit. No, it doesn't work right. So this, this is cool. I, I think this is a good find. Yeah. And they're made in America, believe it or not. Yeah, they seem like they're like a, yeah. uh, a, a, a FRN or something, like a fiberglass yeah. reinforced nylon, or like a, um, um, 
like a glass reinforced. Yeah, you know, they're made for toolboxes. So I'm going to expect that they're reasonably tough. You know, it's still a thin piece of plastic, so yeah. they're not going to be unbreakable. But um, I'm really happy with them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, cheap, simple. Yeah. Exactly what it, it, we were looking for. I the mean, humble nothing. bin. Yeah. yeah. But they uh, uh, they had a bunch of different names of toolboxes that they would fit in. Mm-hmm. Um, Husky, which we bought, wasn't one. I didn't recognize the other ones. They were like no. uh, more for machinists and mechanics. yeah, that's what I'm guessing. They are more um, these industrial sort of brands that you don't find at like a regular uh, store. But yeah, yeah. so that, that's pretty cool. I'm really happy we came across that. Yeah, so we got 24 of them in that drawer. Yeah. All right, so uh, the links will be down there in their usual spot. Yep. Um, so if you need one or you need a uh, hundred, yeah. check it out. I think we paid about sixty. I could tell you. I'll tell you the price. Yeah. Pull it up. S C H A L E R. What the hell? You can tell us what city it is too. Um, Seventy four fifty five shipped for twenty four. Yeah, that includes UPS shipping. It's just over three bucks each. Yep, including tax and shipping. They are in Franklin, Massachusetts. There you go. Shout out to Franklin, Massachusetts, and the Shaler Corp. They're uh, two dollars and fifty two cents each. Paid fourteen dollars in shipping. And that's it. Cool. Check them out. All right. Some support another small business. Yeah. So well, we're on to the questions, I guess. Yeah, we only got about a half a dozen this week. We're uh, we're kicking around ideas now for a revamp of the the podcast format. So stay tuned. Within the next, um, we're thinking after after we officially hit a year, we're gonna change things up a little bit. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's good for us. It's good, hopefully, for the listeners. Yeah. You know, yeah, a little more focused and... Uh, um, Maybe even informative. Yeah. So we got our first question here from uh, one of our patrons, Corey, CT Woodwork on Instagram. If you could make something for your favorite musician slash band slash artist, who would it be? Wow. I mean, I mean, the first, my first thought would be an instrument, mm. you know, because that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you know, other than that, I would go towards like maybe uh, something that were revolving around sound, like, you know, place to. It's who would it be? Oh, who would it Not be? Not what would it be? <laughs> Man, I can you think of anything? I see. Uh, favorite, I I can never answer these yeah, questions know, because right? it's it's ever changing for me, and I I don't have a favorite really. Oh well, I shouldn't say that. I don't have a favorite anything, but for things like music and stuff like that, like, I don't have a favorite. It's hard, right? Yeah, I go back and forth. I'll latch onto something for a while. I go back to something else. Um. I don't know. When I read this this morning, like 
I thought somebody like James Brown would be really cool. Yeah. Because you know that's somebody that's going to be talking about you all the time. <laughs> Obviously, James yeah, Brown. Yeah, you better you better do a good job. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, James Brown gets a little crazy. Yeah. <laughs> He'll come hunt you down and write a song about it. Yeah. That's good publicity. I mean, when we think about any of the local heroes, there's there's only there's we're not really big fans of the two biggest local heroes. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen and Bon Jovi. John yeah, Bon Jovi. Um, now, while I'm not musically, right, I, you know, could care less about them uh, otherwise. Well, I'm not as a big fan of Bon Jovi's music. Uh, you know, whenever I hear a story about him locally, it's always something that is good. Yeah, you he know. owns a like a uh, place in Red Bank called JBJ Soul Soul Kitchen. Soul right? Kitchen, yeah. Where um they they ha- you can like if you're you know down on your luck you can go and and they'll put you to work for a little bit in exchange for a meal and uh, like when you you can eat there it's a restaurant yeah all the money goes toward I don't know all the money it's to benefit the operation that they have going yeah on. he. He's known to be a pretty generous guy, and yeah. uh, whenever he's in like some sort of social situation, like with his kid or something at football practice, a, a pretty normal guy for somebody yeah. who's attained the level of success that he has. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, you know, it, it might be nice to do something for him. Um, people that I admire musically, a lot of them like James Brown, they're no longer with us, you know, and people that I would love to meet and just talk like somebody like Fela Kuti. I wouldn't have much in common with him personally. You know, I'd love to hear him Mm -hmm. and, and have him just talk. Yeah. It's like less interesting to interact with them one-on-one than it is, than it would be to just sit in on them talking about something. Right. Right. You know, Stuff like that. Um, the pop star thing, we're not, neither of us are really uh, enamored by those types no. of things. Um, I mean, who is there? There's. We got Donald uh, Fagan still kicking. Yeah, Donald Fagan. I mean, we love Steely Dan. Yeah. We love Clutch. Yeah. And that guy seems pretty cool too. That would be cool. I'd like to make something for one of know? those guys because they're just like down to earth. Right. They're like, rock stars but like they probably live in like a regular house you right. know, cause they're not like <laughs> selling out stadiums rock stars but you know make it, that's how they make their living we could go in there and because like when we saw that video where he did the thing for the school kid mm-hmm. he was like in his garage with like junky tools, tools. Yeah. <laughs> we could go in there and do like a garage makeover yeah. you know and stuff we that might ask be him, cool what's up with the song named Pulaski Skyway <laughs> yeah. um we should try and link up with them when they're here in December. Yeah, yeah. We've got tickets, allegedly, if if this thing ever settles in and we yeah. get to go. Um, we're looking forward to seeing Clutch. Trying to get, yeah, trying to get tickets. They haven't um, gotten back, but. Fagan might be a pretty difficult client, but we're used to that. Yeah, that's our kind of client, though. <laughs> right. That New York City kind of like. Stickler for yeah. detail and stuff. That That's the people, you know, that most uh, that like when a company says, oh, these people are a real pain in the ass, or they're really difficult, 
that's kind of the the starting point for all. Yeah, because if you're not particular, then you just go <laughs> to not, somebody right. else. Right, you'd you'd go and pick it off the shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, or have some, you know, have Chico make it for you. Yeah, we look forward to the discerning client. That's that's our bread and butter, mm-hmm. and it it kind of gets us going too because it really pushes us to push right. ourselves. We like that. Um, if it's easy, it's not worth doing. No, so. We haven't really come up with a definitive answer, but we have a, a pretty general idea. Yeah. Um, somebody who does good. I mean, Springsteen's the biggest guy, but I don't, there's something about him that, yeah. you know, when I was younger, I was really like when Born to Run came out and then Darkness on the Edge of Town. We're talking late 70s. I was a teenager and I was like, man, this is cool. This really speaks to me. Um, but as time has worn on, it, it doesn't ring true anymore and his like newer stuff you mean yeah and it's just there's certain uh falseness about it to me that yeah the earlier stuff you know portrayed this genuine kind of uh longing mm-hmm. um and i think that's what i related to at the beginning i have heard like the people that have run into him because he i mean he lives a couple miles yeah. away um, and everybody said he was really nice. Yeah. And have run into other people from the band and said that they were cool too. But I do know, I do have several stories from the drummer of that band, and he's, well, yeah, we'll just say not nice. Oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Weinberg. Yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> what a piece of shit. He tried to stop the, the trail, from being, the trail from being renovated and, yeah. and, after, repaired a, after a hurricane destroyed it right because right. his house overlooks it so he didn't want the the plebes walking past or he, yeah or the construct the sound of construction mm-hmm. down there i guess yeah what a dick i know i know and that's just the least of what i've heard everybody in the lowlands lost their house <laughs> meanwhile he's up there lording it over don't yeah. rebuild this trail then yeah yeah and i you know he did some tax scam like you know like many do mm-hmm. on the property taxes yeah you know we're all paying very high property taxes here in this part of new jersey and highest property taxes in the in the country yeah something something that the wealthy do is they'll uh if you have more than five acres you can get this special farm allowance if you you know designate a, a small area to a crop or something, and you only have to sell like five hundred dollars worth of stuff. I think they uh, they really changed. They clamped down on that. They did. Last I looked into it, it was it's a lot more difficult. You have to show like uh, genuine farm stuff. Yeah, and like um, I forget for the first year or something, you don't. There's no tax break, and I think I could be wrong, but I think they kind of uh, put an end yeah. to that. Yeah, good, good. You know, unless we can benefit from it. Yeah. <laughs> I got bees and bees live out there. That's right. I got a my, bird my sanctuary. lawn is all clover. Mm, that's right. Not a stitch of grass. We're growing clover. Mm-hmm. I like the look of clover. Yeah, I do too. Okay, so uh, I think we've uh, we've uh, answered that to the best of our ability. Like, we're time so. to move on. And uh, this is from Keith, 2-Bit Woodworks. Of uh, bottle opener fame. Yeah. And uh, you see right there on the table. Early guest of the podcast. Twice. And episode, what, nine and. 
Yeah, you'll, you'll stun me if you remember this. It was on St. Patrick's Day. That's got to be 17? Yeah, I think it happens on the 17th. I don't think it happens. Is that 17 weeks into the year, though? What, 17th? Hmm. No, that's 12. Wait, 12 weeks. It was episode 13? Yeah. Close. Somewhere in the teens, so yeah. that's a pretty good guess. Not that it matters. No. <laughs> but, you know. Keith wants to know, have you hooked up the Bosch miter saw yet? Yeah, so Keith stopped by... Uh, not this past Saturday, but the Saturday prior, he he bought a new miter saw, um, and he was getting rid of his, which is that Bosch Axial Glide, and we we had been talking like the day before about getting a new saw. I've been having a bunch of trouble with the Hitachi that we have that replaced the Dewalt that we had. Um, just I don't know the cut. We didn't like it. It bound up more than any saw that I've ever used in my life. Yeah. Um. So Keith, you know. Put up a post on Instagram, said, you know, I'm going to sell this off. Any, anybody's interested? And, you know, immediately just said, it's we'll just sold. Buy it. Yeah, just yeah. Uh, bring it over. Yeah. So, actually, that's where the toolbox, the Husky toolbox that we bought, the saw is on top of that. Mm-hmm. So, we ripped out uh, what we had there, kind of got rid of a bunch of shit that was just accumulating um, and sort of taking up space, you know, more space than it was really justified for it. And... uh it's good over there now. It's yeah. neat. There's more room. Um, we have more flexibility with the saw to be able to roll it out on that thing if we need to cut something that's really mm-hmm. long because the wall is right there. So worked out pretty good. Yeah. Now, we take a different approach with our miter saw than most cabinet shops probably, most shops in general, mm-hmm. because we don't use the miter saw for like exacting types of operations. We're there breaking stuff down, the odd cut on a piece of plywood, trimming it. It's like jig making and uh, breaking down rough lumber. You got to cut something something to rough length before you bring it to the table saw because it's going to run into something otherwise. So you got stuff stacked up on the 52-inch fence and it only goes over. Mm -hmm. You only have six inches on the right side of the blade and you need to then you cut it. Cut it on the miter saw and then bring it over, trim two sides. So the the whole idea of that miter station, which takes up an enormous amount of room in any shop, mm-hmm. it, it just wore out its welcome in our shop. And we yeah. said, let's try something different. We got it up there on that toolbox. Um, it's a little high, but, you know, we had we had to make compromises with it before. Right. So that's the compromise this time. Yeah. It, it just... Uh, I like it as far as checking out, like, if I'm cutting to a line, I really like the new height. Yeah. Because it's a little bit easier to see instead mm-hmm. of, like, kind of craning my neck around. Yeah, I've worked on miter saw stations, like, stands on jobs, and the saw is, like, at, like, waist height. It's right. It's way too low. Right. So this is pretty good. Um, and it, it's just, it's it's nothing. It's the saw sitting on top of this large toolbox. Yeah, was it 46 inches? Yeah. 50, 54? 46? 52, I think. 52. Um, These crickets, man. Yeah, they're, they're, they're into it. Must be it. cricket season. We got the, the nice vacuum hooked up, so the dust yep. collection's pretty good. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, and the saw works great. We, we're, <laughs> we've 
<laughs> waiting on our new blade. <laughs> yeah. I accidentally ordered a blade with a 5 eighths inch uh, bore for the arbor. Yeah. I was totally not thinking. Well, it, it would have fooled me, too. Because it's one of those things, you just use, usually just order a miter saw blade. Right. But you've been buying from Carbide.com, who's really, really good out in California. Uh, another small business, the website circa like 1996. Um, and you can, you go, you choose like the application, mm-hmm. you say what you're cutting, uh, plywood, finish one side, plywood, finish two, whatever. And it'll spit out a list of blades that are applicable for what you're trying to do. Um, and when I, I did miter saw Arbor five ace instead of one inch, mm-hmm. just not thinking, you know, usually you go, if you're shopping at home Depot, you just grab a Diablo, right. you know, which you don't even, you don't even think about it. Um, or even like at Ridge or something like that, the, the chop saw sections, they'll all be, you know, yeah. but you know, because this blade could be used on a table, table saw. saw. Yeah. It's a nice blade. Mm-hmm. Like a hundred and thirty dollar blade. Um Everlast saw out in Kansas who bought Ridge Carbide. Uh what is it? A s eighty tooth? I think it's at least eighty, yeah. There's yeah. a lot a lot of teeth on it. It's nice. I mean you gotta have good blades. Oh yeah. Yeah. The uh Keith gave it to us with a blade on there, which I'm sure it's seen a bunch of use because he had the saw for about a year. And <laughs> I mean, it just cuts. It cuts rough. It's hard. It burns it's, like, its way through. Yeah, it's like difficult. It's like a laser cut. Yeah, it's difficult to cut. Um, I forget. We cut something with it. <laughs> we pulled down that, a piece of maple like, or something yeah, like that was, out of the out of the scrap bin, and it was just like, like why does it smell like like roasted marshmallows? <laughs> like a completely brown polished. Yeah, edge. yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Hard as a rock. <laughs> so yeah, we have another blade coming. But we pay for the saw, not the blade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the saw is working great. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, I love that arm action. Yeah. I don't know what you'd call it. I use that saw for years. Uh, yeah, they call it an axial glide. So it's like basically two perpendicular hinges articulated on like arms. Mm-hmm. So you could put it all the way against the wall. Yeah. Basically. If Pretty it, close. If you kept it at 90, you could keep it all the way against the wall. Uh, you only need enough room to swing it. So we have it like two inches off the wall. We've got a plug, of course. It's like right in the way. Yeah. Um, we may be able to move that. I don't even think. We could probably move that plug over to the uh, to the wall with the joiner. Oh, in yeah. That, in that power strip. Um, so, yeah, bolted it down to that toolbox working good yeah i like it i like it a lot can't wait to get a new blade on it oh uh, yeah it's on the way cool yeah because the toolbox is heavy enough mm-hmm. and with the wheels locked it's essentially a stationary oh yeah object nice thing about that Bosch too is it has the extendable uh base right um so you can cut like i cut uh that nine foot long piece of oak uh it was like a two by three Oh, for the calls. Yeah. Yeah. I cut it in half and it it almost stayed, both sides almost stayed flat. Like it, it, they both went up, but it was close. Like you can probably cut four feet on either side and, and, uh, and you're still good with support. Yeah. Like I said, we don't use it for much as far, except for like 
roughing out stuff. Right. If we're going to have a day where it cut rough lumber that comes nine feet, 12 feet, whatever, put we'll just a put a roller stand. Yeah. And uh, use it, then we put it away. So oh, that's cool. So thanks a lot, Keith. Yeah. I uh, hope you're enjoying your Capex. Yeah, it must be you nice. Know, we'll, we'll take your hand me downs over here. Believe me, it, the idea crossed my mind to get a Capex. Yeah. But. I don't know for just rough lumber, really. We don't we don't really call for it. If we had that capex, then we'd want a, a station for it, and you know we need a battery powered capex. Oh well, that you oh, know actually oh. that kind of ties into another question that we got. Yeah, <laughs> look at the question of the week is still there. I was supposed to yeah. that. We don't even have a question of the week. I got one from Manny. Oh, okay, he yeah, gave I was gonna me say, a, yeah. <clears throat> he gave me an extra question, and we'll use it. Oh, good. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> Justin DePalm on Instagram. You know, you can tell a lot about a person by the questions they ask. You're like, you know, we already know what Justin DePalm is going to I got a bunch of other questions from the Jokers uh, that Justin knows. Uh, <laughs> omitted them from the, from the podcast. Justin wants to know, fuck off or clean the shop? <laughs> yeah, I laughed when I, when I saw the question. <laughs> it's funny because that was kind of the situation yesterday. Yeah. Um... So we started building this wall unit, which is uh, mostly uh, just plywood, you know, veneer, two-side, like double-A plywood. Um, we're going to veneer the actual doors with uh, 16-inch veneer. And we really took it as far as we could because we need to figure out the finish because we really want to finish the insides mm-hmm. of this thing before we put it together. You know, we have one finish on the back because a lot of it's open. And one finish on the sides and the and the mids. Um, so really, you got to finish yeah. the inside at least before you put it together. Otherwise, because it's going to be black and yeah. and, and, this, and whatever. Clear, this, basically. Black and clear. Yeah. So you get any black on that clear. With Rubio especially, you know, yeah, a, a, a penetrative finish, you're done for. And then it's plywood, so it's not like we can really sand through it like right. we're used to. Um, so yeah, I mean, we were done by noon with cutting all the parts, edge banding them, uh, trimming the edge banding, sanding them and, you know, just getting ready to cut the joinery in them. Um, so we really didn't have anything to do. Uh, we got a, uh, email in from a designer about a vanity. So Rob jumped on that. And I'm like, huh, I'm just going to go home or do just sit here. <laughs> so I just grabbed the thing away. You know, first I cleaned the, we cut all the edge banding with the, with the uh, plywood blade. So I took that, I cleaned that, all the glue off of it. Cause it was like, it was like the Diablo blade it wouldn't even cut. <laughs> like I cut a piece of fur with it and it was like, you know, it was like trying to cut wood with a butter knife. So I clean that, and then I wax the dado saw. I'm like, I might as well wax the saw stop. And Rob was sweeping yeah. <laughs> up. I mean, that's kind of where we are. If you're, yeah, you know, it, because sometimes there's not really something for two people to do, or or we're waiting on an operation. Yeah, we're pretty much the same way. Like it's that whole restaurant mentality. You know, if you the can same. Lean, you can clean. <laughs> So sometimes it just spend five minutes. That's all it is. Just yeah. sweeping up a pile here and there. Not getting crazy about it, but just get some stuff out from mm-hmm. under your feet. Put things away. Run run a pail out to the dumpster because that's easy to put off. Mm-hmm. 
Um, just stuff like that. So there uh, are days we'll, you know, like if the afternoon comes and we're tired or there's, you know, you don't, we don't want to start something fresh. We'll pick it up in the morning. Yeah. We'll put on Clubhouse or something like that and listen. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of times where we just put our feet up and, and uh, I yeah. mean, you got to decompress sometimes. For an hour or two. I mean, because it doesn't really, it doesn't matter in the scheme of things. No, I mean, all we're doing is just cutting into our profits a little bit. So, yeah. And it's a quality of life thing. It's one <laughs> thing if you're working for somebody, then you can't do that kind of stuff. But no. When you work for yourself, so sometimes you make the decision. Well, I worked six good hours today. Is it going to kill the project if for the next two just kind of f off? I mean, we built basically that. <laughs> we cut all the parts. They're almost ready to go to, yeah, together. Yeah, Every piece is edge band of four sides. Yeah, um, and we did that in half a day. So yeah, and I got the bottoms glued up for the next mm -hmm. three octagonal boxes. Yeah. I'd say it's about a 75, uh, 25. Yeah, we're... Well, 25, 75, if you frame it with the question. There you go. Usually you try and find something to do, even if it's just, uh, you know, make a tool holder for your bench, mm -hmm. whatever. All right. Uh, you want to read the next question? Yeah, we got it here. From Tiff, Night Carver Designs. We actually give her a little shout-out. We're patrons to her Patreon page. Yeah. Um, so Tiff is like a, a sign maker really good too yeah and makes other stuff she does cnc work she does also does stuff by hand with a router uh you know like make a template glue it on there route stuff out by hand hand painting all that uh really great stuff so every month she uh she comes up with like a, a subject matter and all the patrons get to vote like uh it's it's horror movies this month yeah. so i think it ended up as friday the 13th and then come up with like a, you know, narrow it down to what specifically it's going to be. Um, so it's pretty cool. So check her out um, if you haven't heard of her. She's on Instagram, Night Carver Designs. Uh, Tiff wants to know what's a dream project that you've been dying to make but haven't had the time. I'll tell you. I'll I'll go big dream. I'm going to go big dream here. My big dream is my uh, charcuterie board. <laughs> that comes after the coasters. <laughs> you know, I, I've I've always uh, wanted to make a timber frame house, mm. and uh, I I did. I mean, I was part of a crew that made one from scratch, uh, and I've wanted to make one for myself. But you know. Uh, as the years go on, you, you know, you're racing against the clock. That's and a young man's game. <laughs> that's, that's a good way to put it. Because, you know, first off, you kind of lose the whole oomph. Like, I would love to live in, like, a cabin in the woods kind of thing. Maybe not, like, full time. But how much time, you know, you, you got left? I, I don't think... Uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to spend it up you know, there. You do a Dick Prennicky? No, no. I I would much probably at this point like prefer buy <laughs> or renting an apartment and you know taking some long weekends. <laughs> I'm just do yeah. You're gonna get a timeshare. Yeah. We spend two weekends a year. So, 
So, and I'm going to have to twist the haven't had the time. I just, yeah. I never got the time. It was something, you know, we, we can't do everything that we aspire no. to in this life. And um, I'm reaching that point where, you know, you got to come to terms with some of those things. And it's not, you know, it's not going to uh, affect me that much. But it, it would have been nice to have done this when I was probably, I think I was, in my late 30s when I went up to Maine mm -hmm. and took part in that class that built the the frame for a house. I, <laughs> you know, I, only somebody like you could probably relate to this. My idea was to build this timber frame in my garage in Brooklyn, you know, one beam at a time, label everything. Yeah, small house. And, you know, store it all because mm. you store it just stacked up. Yeah. And I'd stack all the beams up in the in the house and then Where transport it? it. Hemlock? No, I, I didn't get to that point. That was my <laughs> that was my plan, you know, because, um, you know, there are companies that do that. They specialize in that, you it's know, like a kit. Right. Yeah. Essentially. And they label everything. So I thought well, most of the times they do that, like they build it. They take it apart, take, right. and then they bring it back to the site. Right. Because, I mean, really, we're going to hand-fit all that on site? Yeah, you can't. there for a year. Um, so that that was my whole goal, was to build this thing, and then that uh, at some time in the near future, I'd have myself a plot of land. Mm -hmm. But, you know, life gets in the way. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. <laughs> I, uh... I really want to, it's not so much like time, because it's not really time that's our problem. Um, we don't have any time to really do any of this stuff as like a hobby outside of work, no. because we, we're devoting so much time to it anyway, um, that we got to do other things on our yeah. free time just to stay sane. But um, I really want to build a set of chairs, wow. six chairs, eight chairs, something like a, you know, for a dining table, maybe build the table too, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's the chairs that I want to build. Um, you know, they say chairs are one of the hardest things to do well. Yeah, I'm just, I don't know, uh, really interested in the aesthetic of chairs. You know, it's different than a than a cabinet. Like, the function of a cabinet really holds back the design sort of element of mm -hmm. it, you know, of it. Um, and a chair gives you a little more freedom. And it's it's just another opportunity to set up a bunch of different processes, try and figure out ways to set up efficient processes because yeah. you're making eight chairs. Let's say they got six spindles or something. Well, that's uh, what's six times 48. eight? That's 48 spindles that you have to make. So yeah. you got to figure out a way to make 48 spindles. Yeah. Good, identical, and fast, um, which, as you guys know, I'm, uh, I don't know. That's one of my things. Yeah, that I like. efficiency. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting you bring up chairs because... Today I was doing a lot of reading on, you know, the different styles of furniture through the last, let's say, two centuries. And chairs were used as an example in, I, I want to say, almost all of the, mm. you know, the the pictorial examples yeah, of yeah. what made this, um, you know, a Georgian or a... Um, Victorian and there was Windsor and mm -hmm. Fife and and even Bauhaus, yeah, which like a super modern eclectic artsy kind of thing. They used a chair, yeah. 
So you're right. It opens up the palette to, to so many alternatives and your, your personality and your ingenuity and in putting a mm-hmm. design together. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, we're going to be building you a kitchen one of these days. Oh, yeah. My wife's <laughs> bleeding down my neck now. She's like, we should order those windows soon. I'm like, yeah. oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that, that's going to be our dream project. Oh, my it's going to be your kitchen because um, that'll be an interesting thing because we'll have to, you know, deal with the realities of time and budget and mm-hmm. um you're going to have to make some choices as to, you know, how far you want to go with it as far as yeah. details and everything. And I'm going to be like your helper. Um, but it's going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, I think, you know, because the cabinetry is the one thing I'm not worried about. Yeah. Yeah. It's we everything can, else. We can bang that that out. And then, you know, with the doors and the drawers and stuff like that and the yeah. material choices. Yeah, my wife doesn't realize there's like $3,500 worth of plumbing that has to happen before. <laughs> I know. Everything's just. Yeah. It's just, I mean, yeah, this is what you do for a living. You can't yeah. just do this on the Saturday and Sunday. Until you give an opinion in another situation. They say, you don't do that. <laughs> oh, man. How many weekends should it take us? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean we're going to pay somebody to do the sheetrock? You can't just do it? <laughs> Yeah, let me just take off for a couple days. <laughs> you know, uh, my idea is to just shut down because for that time period and, you know, maybe in blocks of a week, then go back to work and shut down. for So we could really get into a rhythm of coming in. Maybe we're doing 10-hour days for a week and get some work done. I figure we'll build the boxes, you know, and then uh, deliver those, and then we'll get a progress payment. <laughs> we'll do Can't a Tom. Can't wait for that progress payment. We'll do a Tom. <laughs> can we, we can probably pull Manny Sr. out of retirement, yeah. get unwrapped. The, open up the, the hardware the, bags. <laughs> I'll get Manny Sr. to come over and open up the bags of hardware. <laughs> Why are you even saying that? It's never going to happen anyway. Don't want to waste my time opening these bags. It takes all the fucking two minutes. I remember the first time when I was when I first started working with Tom instead of for him, uh, we had made an arrangement where he hired out and paid for his finishing expert to finish a piece of furniture for me. So, you know, he gave me some addresses and instructions. And I'll never forget the first time I walked in and the job was to put the pulls and and knobs on a whole house full of cabinetry that was installed. And it just struck me so odd because I would never, ever delivered a piece of furniture without the pulls on it. It, I, I, it just never occurred to me yeah, that. I think we're probably in the minority. <laughs> Most people don't make that decision until the stuff is installed, unfortunately. Because it's so much easier to do it there yeah. in the shop mm-hmm. while you're building. Right. Even before finishing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, and it is a big pain. You're working on your knees and you're uh, in somebody's house. You're cleaning up after yourself. Yeah, like you're making that. dust inside every little cabinet. I know. It's, it was crazy. Um, yeah. I remember uh, Santos. Yeah. That picture came up today. I was in there for two days. Yeah. Had six different w- w- widths of 
of handles, knobs, another kind of knob. Mm -hmm. Like there's like five different types of hardware. Right. So paying your lead installer to spend two days, you know, shimmying around in the kitchen, putting knobs on. You better make sure all the drawers are dead on before you start drilling yep. holes too. Because, yep. you know, inset, there's no adjusting adjusting those after the fact. That's right. So there you have it. It's our I dream project. Yeah, I forgot what the hell we were even talking your, about. Your kitchen. <laughs> That's your live stream. I'm thinking project. about just going to IKEA at this point. <laughs> you, you, you go over, go over to Jamie's. Like, hey, these are nice cabinets. You know, when you're over there, you want, man, yeah. these are really good cabinets. This is some good value. Yeah. What'd you pay for these? <laughs> yeah, got that stack of plywood in the garage. You could probably sell it for a profit now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's six grand worth of plywood. Yeah, it's like twenty five hundred. <laughs> oh man, uh, this is it. Uh, I I don't know if we ever uh, talked about this. Corey, one of our patrons, he's a CT Woodwork out there uh, on the island. Mm -hmm. uh, he's doing some good work out there, so you should check him out. Uh, he wants to know how we came up with the name Green Street Joinery. I think we we may have talked about this uh, at the meetup a couple weeks ago. That's at least I think I spoke to somebody about yeah. it. Yeah, I don't remember if it was Corey or somebody else, but um, I mean, we were kicking around. I was still working at Tom's, and Rob, you know, was uh, on on his two week leave. <laughs> uh, I'm still on that two week yeah. leave. <laughs> Time um, goes so slowly. We were, you know, trying to get things going and. Uh, you know, working all these back angles on jobs and getting in touch with people and stuff. So obviously we're kicking around ideas of, uh, you know, when we finally do start this company, what's it going to be called? We had a dozen or so yeah. names that we were kicking around. Um, well, we, we narrowed it down to wanting to include some sort of word like, joinery, woodwork, you know, something yeah, to signify yeah. what we did, mm -hmm. of course. Uh, we didn't want it to be so ambiguous that right. people didn't know what we were. And then there's... Although, I, don't, I feel like most people have no idea what joinery is. <laughs> <laughs> At least not people in the know, people that aren't in the know. <laughs> and And then... You know, then there's the sort of like the adjective part, right. you know, which for us became the Green Street part. Uh -huh. uh, we didn't want to go with, you know, Jeff and Rob's, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. What uh, were some of the other uh, names that we had? We had someone with Wright. Yeah. Like Frank Lloyd uh, Wright. Yeah, Wright was one of the words. And there was, because um, like a, a Wright was also a way. Uh, like like the Woodwright. Yeah. Wait, is the Woodwright shop. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so we were trying, you know, there's, we were trying to be somewhat, uh, unique and distinctive without being, uh, like abstract. Right. Yeah. Because some of these names that you hear just make, yeah. like, you're like, what the hell is that? Right. Like, um, like the designer we work with, it sounds right. I don't know where they came up with the name, but Donnie Douglas design. It's their dogs. It's their dogs. Yeah. Right. So it's alliterative. It, it, it's, it's Nice to say. Yeah, yeah. 
Green Street Joinery. And and that's part of why we felt strongly about Green Street. Yeah. So the green is, you know, green and green. It's green as in sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's sort of where where green comes from. And then, um, you know, spelling it in the green and green sort of fashion was an homage to them. Right, with the threes instead right. of the two. Um, I don't yeah. know how Street just, I don't know how Street got into it. Me neither. But it was, you know, like sort of, you know, how there's, uh, you know, the Avenue A Deli and yeah, yeah. the 2nd Avenue Deli and that kind of thing. So there 10th are 10th Avenue Freeze Out. <laughs> <laughs> there's always that sort of name for a business. Yeah, yeah. And it it flows, you know, it's the E E Green yeah. Street. Um and uh whenever it came out, it just sounded right and we would say, "Oh, you could you could name anything Green Street, yeah. you know, you could be Green Street Bagelry, and yep. it sounds good. There's actually a consignment shop in Red Bank, Green Street Consignment. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a Green Street in Red Bank? Mm, there might be. Yeah. There's one There's one right up here in Leonardville Road, off ah. of Leonardville Road, right by Belfort Brewery. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's in, in with Manhattan. A e, with a G-R-E-N-E. Wow. That's yeah. probably how most, like, proper names were yeah. spelled. Yep. Um. So that's it. It's a, you know, it's a signifier, joinery, even though a lot of people don't understand that part. Um, it sounds better than more of like a Brit, like a British kind of. Yeah. Term. Yeah. Like they call it carpenters or I don't even know if they're carpenters. They're joiners. Joiners. Yeah. yeah. But I think a joiner is more of like, uh, like a cabinet maker. Mm-hmm. Not so much a carpenter. Uh, so we got that, you know, our little highfalutin joinery mm-hmm. and then we got our, uh, you know, paying respects to our predecessors, you know, mm-hmm. the people we aspire to be, we look up to, Green Brothers. Yep. And uh, Street just ties, is the thing that tied the name together. Yeah, Green Joinery sounds stupid. Right. Green Street. Uh, yeah, so, and Jeff came in with the sign, hung it on the shop. Yeah. We got a street sign that says Green Street. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I love the name. Yeah. It's a, it is a good name. And I, you know, uh, your mother-in-law did a great job. We, we wanted the tree of life. Yep. Um, you know, it's also green and, uh, renewable resources yep. and the other sort of philosophical meanings of the tree of life mm-hmm. and all that. We So that's part of our logo. Yeah. Uh, it just it just worked. Uh, it was sort of like a happy accident that we we discovered this name by brainstorming. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other ones that we kicked around. Yeah. No. Yeah, they they stopped. I hear people talking. Um, I think like Half Moon. Something was because wasn't that Henry Hudson's the name of his ship. We landed, landed. There was something like that. Yeah, we were we were diving deep into some connections to some of the people that you know were important to us or the area. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But yeah, that's that's how it went. You know, we didn't want to name it after ourselves. Yeah, I mean, there's you know. Thomas Charles. <laughs> <laughs> so I just gave away the big secret. Yeah, Green Street it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know if people caught that. Probably not. No, that just went right. I know one person who did. <laughs> <laughs> or three. <laughs> so there you go. Um, so we're going to move on to this uh, next to last question. This is from uh, uh, our, our, you know, we describe everybody kind of the same way. and But Manny truly is a really great friend of yeah, ours. absolutely. And one of our patrons, Too Many Mistakes on Instagram, he says, what's a cordless tool you hope becomes a reality? And what's a cordless tool you wish they'd improve upon? What the hell were we talking about before? Something cordless. Best tool. Oh, yeah. A cordless Capex. I think they might be coming out with that. That would be something else. Because um, we're, uh, I mean, we're all set up with Makita. Yeah, Makita is our battery platform. But, you know, for for site work with dust collection and uh, Apex sliding, blah, blah, blah. Uh, somebody comes out with a good tool, you know, <laughs> we're going to at least consider it. Yeah. Cost is never an obstacle for us. I think they... Um, we'll go without lunch for a month. Yeah, I think they <laughs> uh, they teased the idea and maybe they have it in Europe. Uh, but it doesn't look like they have it currently. I thought they were coming out with a small, like an eight and a quarter or a seven and a quarter cordless, but maybe that was like an April Fool's thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a cordless Capex, that would be cool. Yeah. Because that's I, a great, you know, that's a, a fine saw for the job site, cutting crown molding right. and stuff like that. We're not going to be doing heavy cutting on site. No. We're going to no. be cutting, you know, filler material to to length, stuff like that. You know, if you have floor-to-ceiling kind of filler or something. Yeah. And we have a nice job site table saw for doing anything, you yep. know, that's called upon in that arena. Um, what about uh, anything anything that's out there that you wish they'd improve upon? Um. Well, I guess another, I'd like to see a cordless Makita belt sander. Oh. Because um, I, I use a grinder if I have to do any sanding like that, but, it, you know, having a belt sander doesn't hurt. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, improve upon. You know, the nailers are still, like, eh, yeah. not great. I haven't used a ton of them, but I'd like to see uh, better nailers. They could somehow make them smaller. Yeah. You know, like the, even the 18-gauge. I have the Grex, which is the smallest, but um, you get into the battery-powered 18-gauge nailers, they're huge. Yeah, that's that's where I'm going to pick it up and on the improved-upon part. I'd love to see across the board uh, improvement in the size and weight of the battery. I know that's just, you know, a technology thing yeah. in general, nothing tool-specific, but if, if they could make the jump down from let's say like an 18 volt power source equal the size and weight of a 12 volt currently i would say that would be the biggest improvement yeah i i could hope for because small tools like the router mm -hmm. although it's pretty well balanced 
Imagine that with just, you know, like a, a small a battery. battery in the yeah. top. The glue, the hot glue gun. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Uh, you know, I the, think a lot of this stuff, they are going to the 12 volt. It's just the runtime is not. Yeah. You're not going to get a great runtime. Yeah. I, you know, for us and for me particularly, I'd sacrifice some runtime if we can, if the power yeah. feed maintained itself. Like those 12 volt Bosch, they're never going to have. I mean, those ones specifically, they, I'm sure they could change the technology, but like those, you can't put a whole saw on that thing. No, and it doesn't. It just turn doesn't. It. Yeah. No. Um, the impact is pretty good. Yeah. But the uh, the drills just seem to lack power and speed. Like they seem like they don't they don't go as they don't rotate as fast as a yeah. full size drill. No, they don't. They don't. Um, the other improvement I'm going to ask for is in those Bosch, which are our little shop, the 12 volts. They don't stand up like that style of 12 volt. They've managed to shrink the battery down, mm-hmm. but the their choice of styling the handle and everything. They have those. Who stand? Bosch has them. Oh, and they stand up? Yeah. They're, that's it. That's the, that's what <laughs> I like. Solved. Yeah, they have like 6.0s. Those are uh, 1.5s that we have. Okay. They sell a 6.0. Here, I'll pull a picture for yeah, you. Yeah, let me see a picture of that. And they have like a flat. Makita, uh, Milwaukee has them like that too. Yeah, that's what now I Now you like. see like Makita and DeWalt have gone to a 12-volt that looks... Almost identical to the 18 volt, but they're just like scaled down. Let's say they're like mm. three quarter scale. Bosh. That's the thing I don't volt. really enjoy about those um, Bosch that we use. I mean, they feel good in the hand. They're real easy to use. Okay, nice flat bottom on there. 6.0. Think of how often we charge the 1.5s or 2.0s, whatever the hell. Never. You charge this thing once a year. I know. Huh. There you go. Yeah, the drills, especially when you're working at your bench. I could see, like, if you're on site and you're in your, on a ladder or something like that and you're kind of holstering, the smaller, slimmer yeah. profile is better. But for bench work, I I like that it would stand up. I mean, one of the things I like about that... Um, Fest tool that I have, that old style fest tool. I I guess I have to be in the mood for it because you know it's that thing stands up completely. Well, yeah. I don't know what you call that pistol grip thing, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's that funky fest tool. The CXS. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I use it when I'm working on my electronics and stuff like that. It's really handy because it's you just grab it and yeah. um it kind of stands up easily on its own. Excuse me. I can't think of anything that I want cordless that's not already available. Um, because if it's big, I don't really need it to be cordless. Yeah. Um, I don't know. A cordless Makita table saw? I know we have the saw stop. Um, yeah. But I, I guess, know. you know, if we were working on sites like up in Newark where there was no electricity. No power, yeah. Um, then I'd have a different concept of what was needed. Um, like the things that, like we're getting a cordless vac. Mm-hmm. We got a big cordless floodlight. They make that. Mm-hmm. They have 
Um, what was I about to say? Uh, fans and everything. It's yeah. all cordless. Uh, yeah, I mean, if we were out there working more on site, I could see wanting some of those bigger tools. Yeah. But basically all the hand tools, they're already there. Yeah. Right? Although the I I don't know about the belt sander. That was a good one. Uh Rigid makes one, I know that, but I yeah. think that's the only one. Yeah. Um it's more like brand specific now because like somebody's got that tool probably. Like you get a, a Milwaukee or a DeWalt table saw. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to start mixing in these other yeah, brands. No, we, become, I want one ba- I one battery. That's it. Yeah. I don't care if this one's a little bit better than that. They're pretty much the same. Yeah, I'd love to see a unification that of batteries. That's never going to happen. And then let the tool makers fight it out on the tool. That's a dream, isn't it? Yeah. Like, why would you buy a DeWalt over a Makita if all batteries worked? That's not going to happen. Then you'd have to make your tool better instead of just relying on the fact that somebody's already got you know, three other tools. Yeah. Because, you know, that's what Ryobi did. They came out first with, I mean, Ryobi are these low-budget homeowner tools, but they came out with this idea, we'll sell you this tool inexpensively and get you hooked like a drug addict on the battery platform. Yeah. They got everything now. Yeah. Coming to a job site near you. (laughs) If you see a guy show up to your job and he's carrying all his stuff in a a Homer bucket and you see some lime green sticking out. Guarantee he's got a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Yeah. You might want to rethink your choice in contractor. Jeans. (laughs) Like uh, the light brown work boots. Probably got a wife beater tank top on. Yeah. And especially if he's wearing like one of those bandanas that are tied in the back, like over top of the head, not like yeah. a, not like a on the forehead. Yeah, over yeah. the top oh, of yeah. the head and tied in the back. Yeah. And if it's one of those that are like meant to, like it's a pre, oh, a yeah. pre like band, a, like a, motorcycle. a hat bandana. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh man, we're di- we're deep diving into the stereotypes now. Yeah, I remodeled your bathroom for thirty five hundred dollars. I mean. I do tile, trim, paint, yeah, plumbing, electric, heating. License? I got driver's license. I know somebody at the town. You, you don't, don't need, no need a license for that. That's yeah. for sissies. No permits, no problem. Yeah, no. <laughs> did, did we just did we just alienate anybody? <laughs> if, if it took till episode fifty, they got some pretty thick skin. <laughs> Yes, that's the guy. We won't even talk about what's going on on the truck. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> I believe me, I was thinking. <laughs> you know what's so funny? Like when I was driving over here today to Studio B, there was a commercial pickup a truck, a pickup truck with commercial plates and his uh, company, you know, decal on the side of the truck. And all on the back window were all these ultra-political... And, you know, very, um, 
What's the word I would say? Inappropriate in some circles. Like you wouldn't say these things. Yeah, in front of your mom. So and that kind of thing. It's like this is this is bad messaging for me. I want to be neutral. Right. <laughs> there, there will be no <laughs> virtue signaling of any sort no. on the Green Street van. That's right. Oh, speaking of the van, we're picking up the van tomorrow. Oh, yes. I can't believe we didn't yeah. mention that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, the day has come. Mm-hmm. Finally. Uh, I I mean, for me, I mean, it's it's a big day. The real big day is picking it up from the rack. It's still just... Half the half the thing to right. get that big white van. I don't know. The rap guy didn't sound too confident no. this morning. <laughs> we called, uh, yeah. So we called the rap guy today. To so you remember, we did pay you half. <laughs> yeah. You got a fifty percent deposit. Right. He's had our money. Now <laughs> we called him. He's like, uh, hello. Uh, well, uh, yeah. You get the van, and maybe I'll come take a look at it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> we have a design, confirmed design. <laughs> there, there was very, <laughs> there was a marked lack of enthusiasm on his part. I'm gonna say, yeah. <laughs> Just got an email from O'Shea. They saying they got white oak. Hey, I hope so. What happened? China stopped buying. Oh, actually, yeah, they were out of out of uh, white oak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's back in stock. All right. Well, uh, we're actually running longer than I was expecting on this uh, six-question show. So, <laughs> you, uh, what's this question of the week you got? We'll rattle that off, or we'll save that for the Patreon. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rattle it off. I'll read it verbatim uh, from Manny. Two Manny mistakes. He says he asks if the demand for Green Street keeps growing. Do you guys see yourself expanding? Mm, I load a question. I like it. <laughs> There you go. So we'll hit that in the Patreon, the after show, question of the week. Yeah. Um, uh, what'd you think about the beer? It was great. I thought, you know, it was, to me, it was, um, it's not as, uh, in the stout uh, game, not as good as the Guinness for me. Hmm. Uh, you know, I like a Guinness more. It was a little bit, I'm going to say, with respect to, to Guinness, it might have had a little bit more character than a Guinness. It absolutely does. <laughs> Guinness is like brown water. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, you know when you have this irrational like for something? Oh, yeah. That's that's what it is with me and Guinness. Um, so maybe I didn't want to like this as much as I did. Yeah. Um, but you could see it was gone pretty early on in the episode. I liked it. It definitely has like a burnt sugar kind of uh, yeah. taste. It's like bready. Pretty good. Yeah, I like the burnt sugar uh, characteristic. That was the biggest thing that stood out to me. Um, and they don't give it a storyline like a lot of the other beers. No. Um, now you Unless had... Is it hidden in this fine print? You had... Um, what was it called? Uh, sour... Uh, mm-hmm. Not a sour. What? Slush punch? Slush punch over the weekend. Yeah, I had one of those on uh, Saturday. And that may be our, our favorite beer to date. You know what I did? I put ice in it. Really? Which is like, that's like sort of blasphemous but when not, it comes I to beer. But I could see it with that one. Yeah, and it was good. It was so cold. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah it's almost punch. like not even drinking beer. Imagine that in like a really heavily frosted glass. Yeah, even that's not enough. you got to yeah. put ice in it. Yeah. 
and then drink it before it gets watered down, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, the yeah the beer's got to be so cold that when you put the ice in it, it's like it yeah. doesn't even, it's not even gonna melt. Yeah. So it was good. Um, they don't. They, I guess we'll uh, ordinarily we might uh, check on Slack Tide's uh, page and stuff yeah. like that, but we're we're looking to uh, get on to our uh, yeah we're running uh, we're running out of time over here. Yeah. So we're gonna say goodbye for this week, uh, except for the Patreons. We'll, we'll see, see you on you the other side. Yeah. All right, we'll see you guys next week, episode 51. Ciao.